Hello there and welcome to a new episode of the Hyperbaric Reviews. The two men who have been stuck in the bog on more than one occasion. It's Bread Roll and JT. Oh, I like that one, Bread Roll. Yeah, hello everyone. Um, we're back again after a couple of weeks off because life and all that sort of jazz. And this is kind of a bit of a midweek special, isn't it, Bread Roll? Um, we don't normally put these out on a Thursday, but I think we're going to do this one because we didn't do one on our usual Monday. So what are we looking at this week then? Well, so this week, JT, we are looking at Prey which is a fairly new up-to-date title, which is odd for us. We usually don't do like modern-day titles, at least not this modern. Um, but it is, in fact, a kind of prequel to Predator. They've just obviously shook the name around a little bit to give it that, obviously, that edge, which I quite, quite like the name, actually. It came out on August the 5th. It came out on Hulu in the United States, but it's on Disney Plus over here. Um, I've looked, I'm looking on Wiki at the moment, and they haven't got anything. And I've looked on a few other sites, but there's nothing around the budget this um, movie had. So I can't say how much they put into it or what the return was like, because obviously streaming's a little bit funny. But it has been the most successful launch on Hulu today, I read today. So there we go. It runs for 100 minutes, and it stars, I think her name's Amber Midthunder, which is a great name. She's like the main character. Um, and yeah, that's it. A prequel to Prey, the first of these movies that done under the Disney banner, if you can believe it. Yeah, I love that name. Amber Midsunder. The minute I saw that, I was like, what a name. Hopefully it's a real name. Um, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, I looked for a budget as well. Couldn't find one. There's parts of this film where it looks like there wasn't a lot of budget in it and parts where it looks like they ploughed a bit of money into it. So who knows what they actually spent. I thought it was a bit strange, really, Disney getting hold of the whole Predator franchise and but I guess they're, they're buying everything now, aren't they? So fair play to them. Um, I'd never heard of this until you mentioned it. In fact, when you even said Prey, I thought it might be a, a movie based on the video game from back in the day. Didn't know it was anything to do with Predator. So the first I heard of this was when you suggested uh, reviewing it. No, fair. Yeah, I mean, I knew, I kind of knew it was coming out. Um, it's a bit strange, really, because obviously it didn't go to the cinema. They launched it straight onto streaming. As I say, it's been really successful. Um, in some ways, I think that's good, though, because let's face it, you know, the Predator franchise isn't known for its quality, is it? I mean, we know the good, the first movie's good. And as it, when this movie came out, it was a couple of days before I watched it, and everyone was like saying, oh, yeah, it's the best one since the first one. I was like, well, you're not really saying much because all the sequels are shit, in my opinion. So <laughs> that could mean it's a good film. It could mean it's just, you know, not as shit as the rest of them, really. Um, obviously, I'll give you my thoughts at the end of it. But, um, yeah, I kind of had my eye on this one. I quite like the idea of them flipping the name around to actually pray because... That is pretty much what we are to the Predator, isn't it? And um, they've obviously done a lot of changes, and it is in the universe, but there's a lot they have changed. Um, the Predator itself, the design of it, we'll obviously discuss as we go through it. But um, I think they've done some good, you know, some interesting changes to it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, without giving too much away, yeah, it's a completely different twist on it. Obviously, it's set, is it 1719 it's set, which obviously we'll go through when we do the synopsis. Um, and I've got a few issues with that, but obviously I'll talk about that as we go on. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting and Disney is sort of giving it their twist. Um, I mean, it's violent in places, but it's not predator violent like the original, is it? No, it's quite, um, as again, we'll discuss it, but it's kind of like action movie violent, isn't it? That type of mm. thing. I mean, then obviously some sequences we will discuss and stuff. But yeah, it is, you can tell it's a modern take on something, but um We'll say we look at the old synopsis and we'll uh, we'll give you our take as we go through it. Now, I'm pulling this from Wiki as usual, and it's broken under a few sections. So um, let's see what they've got to say about it. Indeed. Just before we start, Redwell, what was the age rating on this? I didn't pick it up on Disney. I know their age ratings are weird. Do you know what it is? 
Uh, I believe across the board it's a 15. It might even be the first okay. proper released R-rated movie on Disney Plus because they always fuck around. Like they say, like Terminator is like a 12 or something, which it definitely isn't, <laughs> or whatever's on there and that. But now I believe the movie is a 15 rated. I don't think it's um 18. Yeah, I'm looking at it now actually on the American poster. It says R-rated, which I think is the equivalent of 15 over here. Yeah, I mean it's not whatever even 18 rate and 15 is probably about right even 12a it could have possibly passed for but yeah that's i just didn't couldn't remember i don't think i saw it when um i watched it earlier or the other day even cool so um let's have a look at synopsis as i say this is coming from wiki like usual fair play to ever like whack this up um pretty quick because the movie's not been out that long so in 1719 in the great plains Naru, I believe I'm saying it right, a young Comanche woman trained as a healer, dreams of becoming a great hunter like her brother, Tarby. And again, I hope I'm saying that right. While tracking deer with her dog, Sari, uh, she witnesses an anomaly in the sky, which she thinks is a thunderbird, not to be mistaken with puppets. It's actually a predator spacecraft. She takes this as a sign to prove herself. Tarby agrees to bring her to join the search party for the cougar that attacked one of the tribe's hunters but only um, so she can provide medical treatment if they find the hunter alive. They retrieve the wounded hunter and depart, though Tarby stays behind to find the big cat. So that pretty much just, the movie's kind of slow, isn't it, when it first opens? You've got to get the introduction of the characters and stuff. We do see the Predator spaceship come along and him sort of stand up in his sort of camouflage and stuff. What were your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, before we do, um, sort of give our thoughts on this opening bit there. I'm, I'm glad you're doing a synopsis on these ones, Brad Rolf. You've got some good names in this. Um, I'm glad I do the only fools ones where I've only got to deal with Rodney, Dell, Trigger and things like that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you get the opening, you sort of get more introduced to Naru, don't you? And you see her chucking her axe about. She's pretty bloody good with it as well, isn't she? She's, um, she's a bit of a dead eye with that axe in the tree. Nice little dog or big dog she's got as well. Which, um, is it Sari the dog? Yeah, Sari. Nice dog. Um, yeah, it's quite a slow opening, I, I suppose. Um one thing I did have, and I, I said this to Kirsty straight off and pretty much bugged me throughout the whole film. So they're supposed to be this tribe, I guess, from 1719. They speak bloody good English, don't they? Or American English, should I say. It's incredible, isn't it? Like at the start, I swear there's like a little bit of intro where they're speaking in, I don't know, Comanche dialect or stuff. But yeah, for the rest of the movie, they pretty much speak just bang on perfect like American English. Like you said, they didn't even put any like accents on or anything really. <laughs> but, um a predator has just arrived in the house um yeah it's just it bugged me obviously for the the ease of the film it's better that it's not in subtitles or some kind of weird sort of accents they were putting on but it was it was perfect hollywood english i thought um yeah the predator looks okay when you first see him in his cam camo sort of thing obviously it's how we know the predator the way he disguises himself i thought that was quite cool yeah, it's a good little intro. Um, one thing I forgot to mention at the start, actually, um, it's quite interesting about this film. And after, I read about it before watching the film. And as I was watching it, I thought, yeah, I can definitely get this. The guy who directs it um, took his main influence for this, believe it or not, was Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the most up-to-date Assassin's Creed game that came out in 2020. Um, and he actually got the lead, um, the person who did the music and stuff, the lead person from there in to do the music for this um, this particular movie. And there's loads of vibes in there. When I was watching, I was thinking, shit, yeah, he really has played Assassin's Creed Valhalla and pretty much just taken a few of these. And then when she's got those axes where she ties the rope to him, which was really cool, I was thinking, that's fucking Kratos from God of War right there. So there's definitely a lot of video game influences um, front and centre for this movie. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, obviously, I haven't played either because I'm pretty shit at playing games, but um, we know that. I did like this as a sort of opening or scene in the opening bit here where um, you see a snake kill a rodent and then the predator comes and kills a snake. And I thought that was quite well done. I like the way that was shot. It was pretty smart. Yeah, we get a few bits like that, don't we, of the predator? He's actually in the movie quite a lot, whereas obviously in the other ones, he's usually lurking in the shadows. We don't actually see him do a lot until the end of the movie. But in this one, he's actually, although for the most part, he's in his camouflage, we see him sort of like, watching animals hunt each other and then whichever one wins he then goes and fights the animal like he does it to the snake and he does it to a wolf a bit later on doesn't he yeah there's one bit just sort of towards the end of the synopsis part there where they're making that stretcher and it looks like she's rubbing spunk on the guy i'm not really sure what she's <laughs> putting on him but <laughs> it seems to work because obviously he sort of heals in that but um they're sort of making a stretcher and at first i thought Oh, they've knocked that out pretty quick. You sort of see this sort of montage of them making it, but then it does actually turn to night, so it shows it to take them quite a while to make it, I'm assuming. But at first, I thought, fuck me, they've made that fairly quickly. Yeah, again, another video game trope. Just hold down a button for five seconds and something gets built. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Lego game. So, finding unusual tracks and a meticulously skinned rattlesnake, Naru circles back with Parky and finds Tarby. Together, they set a trap for the cougar, but it kills Parky. Naru wounds the big cat but falls and strikes her head after being distracted by a burst of light in the distance. Tarby carries her home and returns to kill the weakened cougar, earning him the title of war chief after completing the hunt. Convinced of a greater threat, Naru departs with Sari. They come across a herd of skinned bison and later are attacked by a grizzly bear. The bear is killed by the predator, giving Naru time to escape before running into a group of Comanche sent to find her. The creature ambushes and kills them in combat. Naru is caught in a foothold trap, but the predator leaves when she is no when he indicates that she is no longer a threat. That's a bit of a chunk of the movie there. I mean, it's been a few days since I've actually watched it, and again, obviously, only watched it once. But um, from this point onwards, it does move along at a bit of a quicker pace. Really, I do like that bit with the bear. I thought that was um pretty solid. The way he, like the predator actually takes a bit of a pounded while he's fighting that thing. Yeah, it does. I thought this is one of the parts where the budget sort of looked good and then bad at the same time. If that makes sense, it. Parts of the, the CGI and the bear look really good, and then parts where it looked really ropey, it looked really cartoony. But overall, it wasn't a bad job. And I did like that. Is it Parky? He's been a complete dick to Naru, and then the lion or cougar actually kills him. I was like, yeah, fucking good riddance, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a bell end, isn't he? That bit actually made me jump a little bit when they're up in that tree. I thought that it was shot well, I like the angle of it, and obviously looking across like the plains, the kind of frontier landscapes and everything. Then there's cougar just kind of just goes. Like, <laughs> Fucking grabs matey boy. Um, and then obviously she manages to get a spear in its ass but falls down and cracks her head on the floor. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean about that grizzly bear. There are parts where, like you say, it looked a bit cartoony, like the up-close shots, but the kind of distant shots when it's running and when it's fighting the predator, I thought, looked pretty good. Yeah, overall, it wasn't too bad. Um, when old um, Tabe comes back to the, the village or wherever he is, the tribe, and he's got the deadline, he's just carrying it on his back, just like, you know, it's like fucking a carrier bag or something. It's like, that must be a fair fucking chunk of weight and he's just carrying it like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's true, actually. Yeah, it's going to weigh a fucking ton, especially when it's dead weight as well. Yeah. One thing, um, I mean, again, I haven't seen the Predator films and everything. When she finds all those bison, like Rachel and I were saying, well, that's obviously not the Predator doing that because the Predator wouldn't just skin them for no reason and just leave them there. Like, they haven't had their heads taken off and there's no trophies or anything. So we're thinking that's probably going to be like, you know... Um, French colonists or something else like that, which obviously we meet a little bit later on. Um, but I don't know what you thought about that bit. I just saw that and thought that's too obvious. That's definitely not the predator doing that bit. And then she finds the cigar, doesn't she? Yeah. I said exactly the same thing to Kirsty. I said, 
what, why would the predator have killed them? They're not a threat. They're not like, um, you know, a, a equal to him or anything. He wouldn't have done that. So, yeah, alarm bells were ringing in my head that that definitely wasn't a predator that did that. Yeah. And one shot again, just before we kind of move on a little bit, um, again, back to when he's fighting the grizzly bear. But again, he takes a, the predator actually takes a bit of a beating it throughout this movie, which kind of now I've thought about it kind of explains how the kind of end comes around, perhaps. But yeah, he probably gets mauled by this bear, but there's a really cool scene. And again, I just like that the way it looks is like he's invisible. And after he kills a bear, he like lifts it above his head and like, all the blood's dripping down on him. And then you can kind of see his silhouette. I just thought that looked really cool the way they did that bit. Yeah, I like that bit as well. There's another scene as well where um, there's a wolf, isn't there? And it, it chases a hare, I'm assuming it is, or a rabbit, I think it's a hare. And then the predator sort of chases the wolf and he, he sort of removes its spine and everything. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, and then you actually see that weird gadget he's got, isn't he? Like he sprays it on the skull. He's in like a cave or yes. wherever he's like decided to like make a house or whatever. And it kind of just disintegrates all the flesh and stuff. And that looked really good. Again, one of those moments the CGI did look cool. And then he just like, hooks a skull onto his belt is one of his little uh, trinkets as such. Yeah, I've actually got that here. I mean, I wasn't really sure about the fact he had the little gadget, but when he did spray it on there, I did think it looked pretty cool. Um, and then obviously you, you sort of said this at the start about being stuck in a bog. I mean, she gets stuck in that mud and everything and takes her a few goes to get her axe around there to obviously hook her onto the tree. And then but obviously it's typical movie peril. I know she's going to die. You know, she's not, she's the hero of the film, but, she pulls herself out pretty bloody easy, doesn't she? When she gets it hooked on there, a couple of tugs and she's out. I'm like, fuck me, that was pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've never been in quicksand and I don't intend on going in there anytime soon. I suppose that's kind of what it's supposed to be, like this sort of like bog or whatever. Um, but yeah, she does get out fairly quickly, doesn't she? And as soon as, again, she fell into there, I looked at Rachel and I was like, that's going to do something later. That's too obvious of her falling into that. But at first, because we know the Predator was in the vicinity, she was like, oh, Rach thought, oh, maybe she'll cover herself in mud and she'll do like an Arnie and be like, oh, he can't see me sort of thing. Um, but then I was like, no, nah, they're making too much of a point of this like bog or quicksand or whatever it is. Um, that's going to come into play later, which obviously it does, spoiler alert. Yeah, and then obviously she runs into the, the Comanche guys who've been sent out to bring her home and they're being complete dicks to her. They're slapping her about and being a complete arsehole. So I was quite glad when they all got taken out. Again, a bit like Tarbe. I thought, well, karma, isn't it, really? Yeah, is that okay? Well, I... I'm not I'm not taking a piss out of like Comanches or anything like that, but I felt sorry for the Predator here because when he's fighting them, he must have thought he was being attacked by a fucking Michael Jackson tribute band because all I can shit. I thought the fight was actually pretty good because again the Predator takes a bit of a pasting, like I swear he gets like a fucking spear through his shoulder at one point and like but he is kind of like holding his ground and like battering them and then you kind of get to see his um camo kind of comes off and we get to see that kind of new design which he kind of looks a bit like an alien with his mask on the way that like the front is kind of like a dome and then his mandibles are underneath it it's pretty cool um i thought man you're, you're going for a bit of a kind of alien meets urukai from lord of the rings right here yeah it was a different look wasn't it and that that fight was quite brutal in places he gets um i think some bloke gets his arm chopped off and then he slices one up pretty much um in half i think but i thought the cgi looked a bit shit there i think they were just trying to go not too over the top with it so it became like an 18 rated almost yeah yeah i mean there's some shots like you say they're quite gnarly but they're kind of cut away at the same time aren't they mm. they're kind of done a little bit off kind of um fuzzy in the background like you've got the predator up close and you see like him tearing something apart from a weird angle but i did like the bit where um she runs out obviously the michael jackson group they get murdered 
And she runs out into the grass and meets one of the other dudes. And then the predator is obviously in the tree line and he's using his like lasers. And we find out he hasn't got a cannon at this point. He's got like a kind of an arrow type gun, which is pretty cool. Um, but the bit where he's chasing her through the grass and you see like the top down bit of them running and then obviously the grass behind them and how fast he's moving. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I quite like that. It looked good. Um, again, she gets her leg snared, but she seems quite casual about it. She's sort of like, ah, and then she just sort of, oh, right, okay, and carries on. She's pretty tough, this girl. Yeah, she is. And again, I think that's one of the, I didn't dislike her as a character. I thought she was good, but I thought, again, it's that typical kind of like pushing a strong woman. And it's not as bad as some movies, don't get me wrong, but it is kind of like, I want to try and be a hunter. And like you say, everyone in this camp is a complete bell end to her. Like everyone she meets, they all happen to be blokes. They all just happen to be complete assholes. So like you say, you're glad they're dying or like getting like the predators like bat- battering them because they're all a bunch of tits. But it's like, would they really be like that? You know, does everyone have to be a bell end in these movies just for the sake of pushing this kind of narrative? Yeah, I said the same thing to Kirsty as well. I said, you know, it's fair play, but it's definitely being like pushing the powerful woman and all the blokes are dicks. But I don't know, it seems to be the way Hollywood is at the moment, but we shouldn't go there really. Yeah, yeah. So um, French voyagers, as they're called here, are responsible for killing and skinning the bison, find Naru and cage her. Their translator, Raphael Adolini, and have to be, questions Naru about the predator, with whose species he is familiar. When she refuses to talk, the lead voyager reveals that he has Tabe captive, uh, captive and tortures him with a knife before using both siblings as tide bait for the predator. The creature kills most of the Frenchmen while Tabe and Naru escape. Naru rescues Sari from the camp and stumbles across a dying Raphael, who teaches her how to use his flintlock pistol in exchange for medical treatment on his severed leg. Naru gives him herbs that reduce his body heat to staunch the bleeding. When the predator arrives, Raphael plays dead, and Naru realizes that the creature cannot see him. Raphael is killed after the predator steps on his um, partial leg, causing him to scream. Now, I don't know about you, but this bit when they got them tied up, and then they're fighting in this kind of, it's like a burnt out tree forest randomly, but it's got like loads of ash and everything around it. I love the way that was shot. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad at all. I, I did think, I mean, I don't know if the guys who played the French voyages were French, but I thought their accents were like fucking comedy accents almost. Sacre bleu, it's like fucking hell. Properly over the top. I mean, if they were French, I apologise, but I don't think they were. Oh, it was fucking hammy as you like, wasn't it? And it was like you say, it was like some out of fucking Blackadder more than anything else. Yeah. Like said, like really kind of over the top stuff, especially the main guy as well. But that's Raphael guy. He kind of, he's an okay kind of character. But again, they hint that like, so I thought this movie was going to be like the very first Predator that came to Earth. But as we find out later on uh, with a certain trinket from another movie and a few other bits that they have been coming and that some people are kind of aware of, maybe not of them specifically, but they're aware that there are a, there's a monster that comes to visit the planet once in a while. Yeah, I mean, she works it out pretty quick, though, doesn't she? She's like, yeah, it won't kill us. It doesn't hunt bait. It's like, well, you've worked that out pretty quick. I know she was obviously faced with it earlier when she was in the trap, and she sort of maybe put two and two together there. But I was like, mm, you've worked that one out pretty quick. And then old um, matey boy says, uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it, doesn't he? But it's not quite delivered in the same style that Arnie did it. Well, I mean, you know, who, who can deliver a line like Arnie? No one really can, <laughs> no matter how hard they try. Um there's a bit that I thought was was quite funny and it was obviously done for comedy value, but um, obviously this is way back in the day, so everyone's got like flintlock pistols and um, rifles and stuff. And like three or four Frenchmen, they all fire at the Predator and he's got like this nifty little shield that just appears and he blocks them all. And then he like lowers his shield and looks at him and they sort of stand there 
then he'll get the little rods out, don't they? And start like trying to fucking reload their guns, which probably takes about fucking 90 seconds to do. I just thought that was quite comical. And then he just walks up and slaughters them. Yeah, absolutely. The same. I put it here. I was about to say that and you beat me to it. Yeah, they're all shooting at him. He's just got this little shield just standing there looking at him. It was quite funny. And then they all look really confused. Yeah, that did make me laugh. Another thing as well, I didn't, you probably could tell in that, but, um, and I always appreciate this in movies, but the, they actually had a guy properly playing the Predator for most of it um, in a proper suit. So it was all practical effects, like old school style. So fair play that they did that. Because again, with, with his mask on, um, I quite liked what he looked like. It was a massive departure from what the normal Predator looks like, I've got to say. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I do kind of like what they've done. He just, just looks a bit more feral at the moment. Yeah, um, I've got to hear uh, Dane Delete. Deligrio, I think his name was, who played the Predator. So, yeah, I thought he looked all right. And obviously, then it moves a lot more naturally when it's actually someone in the suit. I'm just looking at the cast here on IMDb. Uh, and I'm assuming this is one of the French guys. There's a guy whose character's name is Waxed Moustache. I mean, fucking hell, what a name. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, yeah, that's like gamer tag quality, that is. <laughs> I want that to be my name. <laughs> yeah. There's another bit where, um, obviously, the Predator's taking them all out. And some of the deaths look good. Some of them look pretty ropey. But again, it's probably due to the fact they were trying to not make it too gory. Um, but there's a bit where the Predator's got that thing. I think there's, like, three little explosive devices in this, like, thing. And they all lift up. And they all start walking towards it. And I'm like, really? You shouldn't be doing that, guys. you think alarm bells would be ringing and they would be running like fucking mad, not walking towards it. Yeah, I mean, I know it's back in the day and everything, um, like even earlier, and the technology is still advanced from the Predator's point of view. But yeah, these guys must have looked at that and thought, that just doesn't look, you know, like something I want to be going near. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't end well for them. You see, I think that's the part where you see like quite a big top-down explosion, so it didn't end well for them at all, did it? Yeah, I mean, one thing just thinking, I mean, we know like the Predator, well, from, they've always been a little bit cryptic about it, but we know it's obviously technologically advanced. It's a space, obviously alien thing comes from a weird planet but i do like the way they kind of tone back its technology in this but i don't think they quite toned it back enough i mean it's got some cool gadgets and everything but i still felt like this predator is like massively over advanced to be fighting people with like bows and arrows and flintlock pistols um which again will bring us to the end obviously the end fight and everything i just feel like they should have toned back his um technology just a little bit more yeah it's almost more advanced than some of the Predators we've seen in the earlier films. Yeah, he's got quite a lot of gadgetry going on in this one. Um, <laughs> those poor French guys, I mean, they were annoying and everything, but if it's not bad enough, the ones that the Predator doesn't kill, fucking Nauru just takes them all out. It's just her axe. She just starts messing them all up, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. <laughs> Fair play though. I mean, she's pretty lethal. Um, and then her brother turns up in a minute, which I think is coming up in this synopsis. But just before we get there, the bit where she gives Raphael that flower... And obviously, it reduces his heat and everything. Um, obviously, straight away, you're like, all right, she's going to use that later. Obviously, the fight predator, she's going to figure out that it can see heat. But it's also a massive kind of plot hole that comes later. I don't know if you picked up on it, um, but we'll touch on it when we get there. Um, probably not, but maybe when you mention it. Um, just before we do move on as well, she's obviously giving him the, the flower and everything. I mean, the guy's had his leg chopped off and he's in a pretty bad way. But when he starts talking to her about how to use the flintlock pistol, it's like he's just normal. He's pretty coherent. Like, he's a teacher just going, yeah, then you do this. Don't forget the powder. Like, fuck me, mate. you got half your leg blown off and you're, like, talking like you just sat there, you know, on a normal Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. Yeah, because I'd have been, I, well, probably would have gone in the shock. I mean, like you say, one, he's had his leg cut off and two, he's just seen a ruddy great big predator that's, like, fucking stomping around. <laughs> I'd be in shock if that happened to me. <laughs> 
yeah, I know. He seems pretty chilled out about the whole situation. So now Tabe arrives on horseback to rescue Naru. Together they weaken the creature, but it kills Tabe after stabbing him through the back. Naru flees and finds a surviving uh, lead Frenchman. She knocks him out, severs one of his legs, and gives him an un- unloaded gun before eating the herbs to hide her body heat, baiting the creature to kill the voyager. She uses Adelini's pistol to ambush the predator, knocking off his laser-targeting mask. She steals it and flees into the woods. Now, this is the bit um, I was on about, because I quite like the setup, like she does. Like, she's like, oh, I see, I can't... The predator might not react to regular bait or anything, so she has to give the guy a gun to make him look like he's a threat. But she takes the flower, which lowers her body heat, and she stood right in front of the um, the Frenchman, who's like waving the gun at her. And then the predator like appears behind her, and she kind of just steps out of the way, so it doesn't touch her and realise she's there. But the predator, when it saw Raphael earlier, it still saw his body and his outline. It was just mm. blue, so he was like, "Oh, this guy's obviously dead." Until he stood on it and realised he's alive, so he would have seen the outline of um, her stood right in front of him, surely. And then he would have been like, "Oh, why the fuck's a corpse standing up?" I just that bit just kind of was a bit like he would have known she was there. That's a huge plot hole. I I didn't notice it at the time. I, I remember him seeing um, Raphael's outline, um, but I didn't pick up on the fact he didn't notice. That's, that's a really good tell, and I don't know why I didn't notice that. I thought he was also a bit shit, because he comes along, and she's just hiding behind a tree, but really badly, and he doesn't seem to notice her. He's like, fucking the, the enemy's in manhunt that time. We just hide behind a pole, and they wouldn't notice you. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, another bit you're on about as well. It's like a shot on like her shoulders are sticking out from the trees. Yeah. This is Mr. Like Hunter Extraordinaire and he can't fucking see her. Yeah, I just thought that was a bit weak. And then I was quite glad that old Tarbe died in the end because I didn't gel with his character at all. I thought he was a bit of a knob. I mean, yeah, okay, he tried to rescue her and everything, but he'd been a dick to her the whole film. So I was like, yeah, good riddance again. Not really that bothered you dead. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. I thought he was. If they'd have actually, you know, just tried to do the whole kind of like she's just in a tribe and she's trying to find her place instead of like everyone's just an asshole because why not? Um, you probably might have warmed, well, we could have warmed him a bit more, but I don't think they did enough with him to really kind of mourn his death. And you kind of know in these movies, everyone's going to croak it and there's usually a lone survivor. And sorry, mate, you're, you're not the um, the head, or head of the credits on this one. Yeah, exactly. And that, that head Voyager guy, from certain angles, it looked like Bill Bailey. it wasn't him I had to double check I was like I'm pretty sure it's not him but then I saw him from a different angle I was like no it looks nothing like him but there are a couple of shots where it really looked like Bill Bailey for some reason and then obviously she's had like war paint on for a lot of the film she had like the stuff under her eyes and everything like the camo whatever she's got it back on now when she's um, getting ready for the final showdown a bit like Arnie when he gets all his war paint on yeah I was kind of hoping she'd stand up on a tree and be like and do the whole fucking Arnie noise (laughs) um Obviously, she doesn't. But I've got to say, I mean, I already know Predator's a badass, but she, like, point blanks it in the back of her head with a pistol. And I know it's a flintlock pistol, but I thought it might have done a bit more damage. The Predator just kind of, like, shakes his head, his mask falls off, and he's like, oh, fuck, you conked me on the edge, you bitch. So like, he's been shot in the back of the head. Surely that would do more damage. Yeah, I thought this whole scene, really, was a little bit flimsy and probably the weakest part of the, the whole film, this, this sort of bit here we just talked about. Yeah, it was kind of like just setting up the end fight. Although I do like how... I do have a bit of an issue with how she defeats him. Um, but throughout the movie, like I say, he has taken a bit of a pasting because he's been mauled by a bear. He obviously, Michael Jackson crew beat him up a bit. He got stabbed by um, Tabe before finishing him off. And now he's just had fucking been shot in the head. So he's kind of taken a bit of a pounding, to be fair to him, obviously, which leads up to this next bit. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, normally they don't take this much of a kicking, do they? They're, they're the ones dishing out the kicking until, I mean, Arnie in the first one comes along and sorts him out. But 
I mean, he gets a few little nicks and cuts here and there in the first film, but nothing like this. So, Naru lures the predator into a mud-filled bog pit, filled um, pit before using the creature's mask to turn its own projectile weapon against it. The predator dies of its wounds, and Naru severs its head and paints her face in its glowing green blood. She brings the head and the flintlock pistol back to her tribe. They honour her victory by declaring Naru the war chief. A, hiding, um, a hide painting in Ed Credits depicts three Predator spaceships arriving in Comanche territory, hinting at what might be a sequel if they decide to go with one. Um, that kind of cuts this bit a bit short, because there is a bit of a fight here. She's kind of doing a bit of cloak and dagger and sort of... She's up in a tree at one point, which I thought was cool. Like the Predator's like along the ground following her tracks, and she's up in the tree, so she's actually got the drop on him this time. And they have a bit of a scrap here and there, and eventually cuts his arm off, so obviously he gets a bit of blood loss and everything. But the bit where he falls into the the bog is the bit I've got the issue with. Because, yeah, he's weakened. He's obviously, his arm's cut off and he's been battered, like we said. But, I mean, the predator, he's fucking massive in this movie. He's built like a fucking brick shithouse. We've seen him lift the bear up and everything. I don't think that mud would have slowed him down as much as it slowed her down. It's like, it's a big risk to take, isn't it? Like, throwing all your eggs in one basket that this bog is going to be enough to stop it. Yeah, it is. And considering she got out of it pretty easily when she obviously hooked her axe around the tree that time, you thought he would have had a way of getting himself out of all the stuff he's got. Yeah, he's a bit weak, I thought, the, the way she does finish him off. I did like the bit where she chopped his arm off. She kind of gets stuck to a tree, doesn't it? I thought that was quite cool. And then th there's a scene when he gets his shieldy thing out and he looks like he's about to chop her head off. But conveniently, her head's sort of between two rocks. And as he brings it down, it sort of hits the rocks and it's like, you know, the typical movie, oh my God, it's two inches, well, not even that, half an inch away from her head. Is, she, is he going to chop it off? You know, he's not. But yeah, a bit of a movie 101, as we always say on that one. Yeah, and of course, the, uh, the dog, Sari, is a bit of an unsung hero because she comes along and kind of helps as well, doesn't she, and kind of distracts the predator a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just thought, again, it was a bit of a shitty ending, but they've, they've kind of, the way they killed the Predators off, I mean, even the way Arnie killed him off was a bit rubbish. So I, I guess these things are so big and powerful, they, they've sort of run out of ideas of how to finish them off, I think. They are, and I kind of have an issue. It's like these, like, because they are so big and powerful and stuff, it's like, why the fuck do they always lose? Like, why did like, this, like, yeah. amazing, technologically advanced hunter that is, just, like, the ultimate warrior, for lack of a better term, um, comes to Earth and then just makes, like, a really clumsy mistake and fucking croaks it. Like, surely we should see the Predator win once in a while. Yeah, yeah, good point, actually. They are a bit shit in these films, aren't they? I mean, we've seen them take out a few aliens, and we know how difficult aliens are to take out, the Xenos, and they've, they've made mincemeat of some of them, but they don't seem to be able to deal with, like, a, a teenage girl, however old she's supposed to be. Yeah, and another thing as well, and again, I like the idea of her. She traps him in the bog, and she's lined up his mask, because his... Um, he doesn't have his shoulder cannon in this. It's like laser, whatever the fuck it is. He's got like this kind of, it's almost like a crossbow, isn't it? And like it fires three arrows that match up with the kind yeah. of triangle target thing. Um, and he kind of pulls that out. And um, as it activates, the laser on his mask um, comes out and it's on the side of his head. But I'm thinking, that's again, a really small kind of target. How do you guarantee he's going to be stood in that exact spot in this bog that, you know, it's going to yeah. actually target him and hit him in the head in the first place? Yeah, that's another good shout. I mean, it's another movie 101, isn't it? We, we see these every week. But, yeah, I just wasn't entirely convinced by the end. But I don't think I've ever been entirely convinced by the end of any Predator film, apart from the second one, because I was happy when that ended. <laughs> well, speaking of um the, the second one, I don't know if you clocked on this. I said it to Rachel straight away, because um, she finds that pistol, doesn't she? That one that says, oh, it's 1715. And that's a pistol... Mm. 
that the Predator gives Danny Glover at the end of um, Predator 2. And he looks at it and he's like, shit, these guys have been coming here a long time. So obviously that's going to tie in at some point. Whether the Predators we see on the um, the Wall Scrolls come down and make a pact with the Comanche or they come down and just kill them all in the sequel, we don't know. But um, that was a link to the second movie randomly thrown in there. Um, right. I'll let you into a little secret here. Not a, big, not a little secret, so I'm going to tell everyone. Um, I wouldn't have picked up on that, but I did have the synopsis open while I was watching this film, which is a bit, a bit of a spoiler for me, because I was kind of almost reading ahead. I was trying not to, but I was trying to tie my notes in with the synopsis. Um, so I saw that in the synopsis, but I would not have picked up on that if I hadn't have read it, not at all. Fair play. Um, so that is uh, prey in a nutshell. I'm about to call it predator. Then it's prey um, in a in a nutshell and stuff. So the only thing to do now is to give this one some scores. And is it my turn to go first or is it yours? Yeah, it's your turn, Brad. Well, oh, it's my turn. Okay then. Um, so I'm going to be honest um, right now. Um, I actually quite enjoyed this film for what it was. As far as modern day movies go it was good and i was entertained throughout as far as modern day kind of this whole thing they're doing with doing like long-winded sequels or adding to long-running sagas and everything sort of like mix them up and doing like whatever they fucking call them bit of like reboot and sequel at the same time i thought it's one of the better ones that's out there it's not without its issues don't get me wrong it still has some of those modern day tropes that are just they're not it's not that they're unnecessary it's just they're always done really like heavy-handedly there's no kind of substance to obviously putting people in peril, so to speak, um, or putting them in these situations where they end up in this sort of fight for their survival, as it were. Um, but overall, no, I did enjoy enjoy the film. I thought um, it's Amber Midfunder, isn't it? It's Amber Midfunder? Mm. Yeah. yeah. She was pretty good as the lead. Um, again, cool name. I kind of like what they did with the Predator. It looks very feral. I thought when it took its mask off, the face looked a bit silly. Like It looked cool, but it looked silly at the same time. But when it had its mask on, and it was just, you know, doing its thing. I thought it looked really cool. It had that kind of like Urukai vibe, which I really like, and that kind of feral mentality. I liked how violent it was. Um, it was quite, you know, I don't think it had the honour that the Predators that we're used to had. It seemed to be a bit more ruthless than that. Um, the action was good, but as JT said, the CGI was a bit mixed. Sometimes it looked really good. Sometimes it looked a bit ropey in places. It wasn't a very long movie, so I didn't outstay its welcome. Um would I watch it again? Yeah, I probably would. I'd probably buy it and add it to my collection if it comes out on physical media. I'm not sure if it ever will. So with that in mind, I'm probably going to give it a, a three, a really strong three. I was debating giving it a four, but now I've thought about it. It's like, no, I'll give it a three right down the middle. Um, whether it stands the test of time, we don't know. But I just think as a modern movie coming to streaming, it's probably one of the best I've seen in the last couple of years, especially coming from Disney of all places. Um so, yeah, it's getting uh, three from me, JT. What about yourself? Oh, good stuff, Red Roll. Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know. This I didn't think this was very good, but also it wasn't terrible either. I was kind of stuck with what to do with it. I, I don't know. Um, I thought, actually, Amber Midthunder, I mean, her name just so good. I thought she was pretty good, um, but I didn't really care for any of the other cast members, I have to say. And her American accent was a bit hard to swallow, the fact that, you know, she was supposed to be this Comanche, but there we go. Um, I mean, I'm just going to echo pretty much what you said. Some of the CGI was ropey. We've said that before. And it was kind of like, it was just towing that line, wasn't it? Of being brutal, but tame at the same time with some of the action scenes and the deaths. Um, and again, exactly as you said, once the Predator was unmasked, I wasn't too keen on him, but I didn't mind him while he was masked up. I thought he looked okay. 
Um, the story, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it's a credit film, so it's going to be unbelievable. But the fact she managed to outwit him, as well as pretty much to kill everyone else who she came across, I mean, fuck me, she's some kind of crazed woman, isn't she? But a bit unbelievable. Um, so it's not as bad as some of the other films in the franchise, but it doesn't really have much to compete with, does it, apart from the original? So, like I say, without echoing everything else you've said, because I pretty much agree with you with everything you've said, apart from the score. So I'm going to give this one two others, because it's definitely not the worst film I've ever seen. But unlike yourself, I doubt if I'll ever watch it again, to be honest. It was OK. It was enjoyable. I'm glad I watched it. It passed an hour and 40 minutes of my time. But yeah, two others for me, Breadwell. It's OK. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. No, fair play. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I know it's got to be tricky when they're doing movies because it's got to appeal to like, like just whatever the mass audience is going to be. But it's like, come on, just try and put a bit of effort in and give them a bit of a twang to their voice or something instead of just you know sounding like the cast of Friends in the fucking you know frontier or something. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was hard to swallow, and obviously it makes it easier to watch. I'm not going to lie, you know, we didn't need subtitles or we weren't straining to understand what they're on about, but. It was just the fact that it was perfect Hollywood English was just a little bit hard to stomach. Yeah, no, fair play. So that is our review of Prey. Let us know what you think of the movie, if you've seen it. It's available over here in the UK um, on Disney+. Plus. I think it's mostly Europe on Disney+, Plus, and in the Americas it is available on Hulu, which we don't have over here. Um, but we don't need any more streaming sites, we've got enough. Um, let us know what you think of the movie um, and what you think of our review. Do you think we scored it justly? Um, let us know by getting in touch at the Hyperbaric Ghost on Twitter and stay um obviously make sure you follow us so we can obviously announce what we're going to be reviewing next week um we haven't decided yet but i do have a good idea which i'm going to speak to jt about off air momentarily and for me this week i am signing off well, i look forward to that one bread roll because i'm um, i said to cassiello we have no idea what we're doing next week don't know if we're doing one next week because this one's going out on a thursday but yeah it looks like you might get two in the space of uh, four or five days people so look out for that one on monday um anyway that's me. So for me, JT, I've just got one last thing to say. I'm smarter than a beaver. <laughs>